0: Welcome to the Coalition 936 podcast, coming together for a better community. I am J.P. Heath, a youth prevention specialist here at the Coalition. We are located in the great city of Lufkin, in our great area of the Texas Forest Country, in the great state of Texas. Stay tuned in a little bit. Executive Director Sharon Crook is our featured guest, starting out our shows for the new year. A little housekeeping first. With it being the new year, if you are someone you know wants to quit smoking, we can help at the Coalition. It's called Project Quit. We've had an episode about it in the past. If you've not heard about it, go back. I think uh, first couple episodes that we did a few months ago. But project-quit.org. Body and company here at the office have done an outstanding job really a lot of growth there but we have a project quit facebook group as well but if you go to the project-quit.org that form is the big thing and gets you in the system so to speak in a a good way but uh, best of all it's entirely free Um, also please subscribe to the podcast we're on apple spotify and podbean among others we're also on youtube as well First podcast of the new year, so we figured what better place to start than our executive director, Sharon Crook. Sharon, hello. Hello. Happy 2021. Or how about, you know, I've
1: decided, let's call it happy uh, 2020 fun. We're headed (laughs) into 2020
0: fun. Okay. I I didn't think of it in that respect, and we've certainly gotten off to a fun start, so that that is uh, (laughs) applicable. Uh, So much to get to what excites you most about not only getting rid of, of 2020, which obviously had its challenges, but here with so many months and days and weeks and hours left here in 2021.
1: Just like everybody across our county and across the state and nation, we're all just looking forward to having a vaccine that's out. You know, we here at the Coalition are public health professionals, and we are excited about the Uh, vaccine ahead of us and being able to put COVID in the rear view mirror. Um, Obviously we know that the rollout is going to take a while and the logistics behind that is, is, you know, it's going to be slow going here for a while, but we're excited to be able to get back to our normal ish and normal ish for us is being out in the community. And that's what we love to do. We, we love to have our all-stars out Talking with members of the community, we love to have our staff members out talking with the community. We like to be at health fairs, community events, fairs—you know, just all those different things that we have not been able to do. That uh, we're just really excited to be able to get back to those things. So uh, that—that's really what we're what we're setting our sights on right now.
0: And what a time to quit smoking! We've had some good success with Project Quit. Bonnie's done. Uh, tremendous work, even during when we kind of rolled it out and discovered this new virtual world. But now down the line, hopefully we do get some of those classes in person. But just this time of year, as most people know, that's the uh, popular time to, uh, to quit the habit. So if you don't mind, go over some of those details and how vital it is to just keep on trying to quit uh, tobacco.
1: Yeah, we know that uh, nicotine is the hardest addiction to break. And, uh, a lot of people set that as their New Year's resolution to be able to break that habit, habit, whether it's, uh, cigarettes, you know, dip, whatever tobacco form, um, e-cigarettes, even vaping. Maybe people want to put down the vape pen. Um, and, and we have the resources to be able to do that. Project Quit is the initiative that we launched last year and really the, the pandemic. Uh, forced us to look at some new and different ways to approach that. And, and, and they've been good. Honestly, we have online resources. People just go online to project-quit.org, sign up there. And once you get signed up, that gets you into our system where we can contact you. We will get you added to our private Facebook group that gives you um, motivation and support with other like-minded people that are wanting to quit tobacco, then we also can get you added to a tobacco cessation class. And we know that some people are able just to quit cold turkey. Mm-hmm. but most people are not able to do to do it that way. They need a variety of ways to support that quit attempt. And so um, if you can have you know the Facebook group, then we also have this tobacco cessation class. It's a four-week class, one hour a week. Right now, we've been doing it by Zoom uh, and having it online. And surprisingly, it has gone really well. We've had people that have been joining these Zoom classes that have never done anything online. And we've been able to form community. Bonnie, like you said, Bonnie's been a rock star. She's been able to to, uh, provide that support for people and have a safe place p- for people to be able to get together compare notes and be able to make that quit attempt and then that also by joining project quit also gives you access to the state quit line Texas, state of Texas quit line which offers free nicotine replacement therapy whether that the pat or gun whatever, the patient decides is, is best for them. It also offers phone counseling, text, texting support, some different options there. So, really, our project quit.org by signing up there, people uh, have access to all these different things, and putting all of these different things together is the best way to have someone quit. What we're really most excited about, I think, though, that we're going to be able to launch here in 2025. is our partnership with our healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. You know, most doctor's offices and, of course, our hospitals, they've all been focused on COVID. And so we haven't really been able to, to get into those offices and talk with them. But as, you know, those offices open back up and as hospitals aren't so worried about COVID and they're able to focus on other preventative healthcare things, we're really looking forward to being able to meet with those providers and be able to offer them the Project Quit resources so that they can partner with us and they can refer their patients directly to us. We feel like that's going to be our best partnership and our best way to help people in the community be able to access
0: these resources. My goodness. Yeah. I don't want to come across. Oh, why not give us some latitude or let us pat ourselves on the back just a little bit or pat you in, in Bonnie and Carolina and everybody that has done a great job with that. I mean, that's our slogan coming together for a better community. And Dr. Tucker, big biggest of big props yeah. to our neighbor, Dr. Tucker, for being the first one that really he took, he went that extra mile, met with y'all. And, and my gosh, it's so great to have community partner. Not like Dr. Tucker, but everybody that's going to be a part of this.
1: Yeah, we had we talked about this probably the first time that I was on the podcast, that we have these different sectors of the community that are on our board that help us and advise us. And uh, in particular for this project. We had two board members, one was Dr. Tucker that you mentioned, who's our neighbor, just happens to be right next door on that wall right there. And uh, he he's a healthcare provider and Tucker Family Medicine, busy office, was able to take time out of his schedule to come over, look at our materials and say, yes, this would work or here, you need to tweak this. And then immediately went back to his office and bam, faxed over two or three patient referrals. And then we also were able to meet with Brianna Murphy, who's another one of our board members, and she works for CHI, St. Luke's Health Memorial, and she is, um, she works with physicians, physician liaison, I think is what she does, and she was able to talk with us and say, yes, this will work, and she goes into healthcare providers' offices all the time, and she said, hey, I I can help you with this, so That's the whole point of a coalition is that you have all these different sectors that can give input and give you that advice, that support. I mean, frankly, it gives us the motivation to keep going. So um, yes, we're, we're thankful, thankful for those board members that that have helped us uh, really launch this and get this going.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the board, that was on my list uh, of topics. For those that don't really understand us, I don't pretend that everybody's listened to every episode. Explain the function of the board and kind of, I mean, I know this is Captain Obvious question, but just what the, the board does in relation, because it's not what what we do. It's, it's getting help from those different sectors, and there's been some changes on the board, too.
1: So, originally, we were formed, the coalition was formed by the six school superintendents mm-hmm. and the district attorney. Uh, we've evolved over the years to include other sectors of the community, the business sector, media, faith, uh, law enforcement, um, our judicial, city officials. So all of these different sectors, parents, the, all of them are represented on our board. We're a large board in the nonprofit world. We we have 25 board members. So those board members are, it's a working board in that, uh, you know, they work to help us achieve our goals, but they really, come in handy for us in their advice. They give us advice and tell us, uh, give us input based on the sector that they're in. So for example, we have, um, you know, we we have a judge from, you know, the d- judicial sector, and he's able to give us input from his specific point of view, from the perspective of the judicial sector and what the strategic plan that we're working on, what advice can he give from his point of view? Now, obviously he's going to have other points of view because he's a community member and he's also a man of faith and he has lots of other, you know, roles that he fills. But when they come together here for a board meeting and for, for the things that we need them for, they are number one, they're representing that sector that we've asked them to represent. So we have, you know, 25 board members. They come together. They they give us advice, input to reach the goals that that we want to reach to prevent substance abuse. Uh,
0: we've got our big raffle leading up to our drug-free business luncheon. A very generous uh, board member um, chose to donate again. I think I don't think I'm out of turn in saying that they donated our. Uh, big screen TV. Let's see if I can remember. My raffle tickets are back uh, in the office at home. Yes, uh, anonymous at, donor yeah. for
1: our TV, yes. Yeah. And we got the AirPods, then We right? also, yeah. our, our all of our board came together to donate the $500 Visa gift card, which um, they did also last year. So that, that's a huge, um, generous donation. And then Day of Lufkin donated a set of AirPods Pro. So uh, we're excited. Three awesome gifts. And then um, another one of our community partners, Real Graphics, mm-hmm. they donated the printing of the tickets. The raffle is is completely supporting the Drug Free All-Star program, and it's completely 100 percent. Going towards that program, so there's no overhead costs. We, you know, we're not paying for the tickets. We are not paying for the cost of the prizes. All of the money that we sell these tickets for is going straight into the Drug Free All Star program, which benefits the youth of our community. So we're excited about that. Tickets are one for five dollars or three for ten, and uh, people can buy them from any Drug Free All Star. They can buy them from staff members. They can buy them from board members. Or coming soon, we are going to have an online option Uh on our website that, yes, we're working on that with Real Graphics to get an online option that people can can purchase online. We'll also be at, uh, like at Berkshire Brothers, we're going to be out front selling um, on a few Saturdays in February. Um, And then the drawing will be held at our Drug Free Business Luncheon on February 25th.
0: Yeah, and speaking of those All-Stars, uh, Abby continues to do a tremendous job despite uh, the pandemic. And yes, as more things open and we're getting more out there, but they, they haven't allowed that to stop them from just a, a great example uh, of still doing things out there. With some virtual Zoom meetings, I know with Representative Ashby, um, y'all had a, a recent chat along with the All-Stars with him. So just uh, if, if you don't mind for a minute or two, discuss what the All-Stars continue to do despite some of the roadblocks that, that we've had to kind of march over there.
1: Like everybody, we've had to adjust and change the way that we do things. And this year has looked different. Everybody, everybody says that. And we've tried really hard. And like you said, Abby has done a great job. We have tried really hard to make this, this all-star experience um, equal to past all-star experiences. You know, one of the, the things that we continually hear year after year about all stars as they leave the program is that they just really valued being in the program and being around other like-minded individuals and knowing that they could, they could be a spokesperson for a drug-free lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's something that you know we we want to continue to build that camaraderie and and build that support, and I, I think we've still been able to do that with these all stars. Obviously, uh, we haven't been able to do a lot of the events that that we normally would have done, but some of the events that we have been able to do are are new and different. Um, one of the things that we did this year that were we were just totally blown away with was the Angelina County Farmer's Market did the Halloween drive-through event and our all-stars were able to go out there and we handed out thousands of drug-free coloring booklets that and we would never have been able to reach that many kiddos so you know that's something that would never have been on our radar probably in a non-pandemic year so um even though things are different they've still been good All of our meetings have been by Zoom and I know the kids are tired of Zoom. We're all tired of Zoom. We are hoping that sometime in the future we're going to get to have a meeting all together, maybe outside somewhere, um, so that, that we will get to have that camaraderie where they all get to meet each other across the schools. But for now, we've been doing our monthly meetings, um, you know, by Zoom. The one that we have coming up, up, coming up is going to be I think really good. Uh, We're meeting with Judge Clyde Harrington and uh, Mark Gorman at the probation office. And those two gentlemen are talked to our all stars about MIPs, DUIs, things that, uh, you know, might face kids that make wrong decisions, especially as they go off to college and are faced with uh, with peer pressure uh, on the college campus. We try our best to give topics and meeting meeting topics to these kids that's relevant to them and interesting and things that they'll be able to use in the future. You mentioned the, the meeting with Representative Ashby. You know, he has been a longtime supporter of the Drug-Free All-Star Program. Mm-hmm. He loves what we do here at the Coalition, and he supports our youth. And he graciously, every year, Let's us, uh, set up a meeting with him and with three to four of our all stars. That meeting had to be conducted by Zoom this year, but those all stars did an amazing job. Four of them, we selected four of them. They had to apply and tell us why they wanted to speak about the topic they wanted to speak about. Had to send us in, had to send in Abby to Abby a little a little bit about what they wanted to say to Representative Ashby. And then those four All-Stars, you know, got online and and were able to speak to him and talk to him about things that were important to them and are important to the youth in our community. So we're thankful to Representative Ashby for being, for us being able to do that. And although it was different than meeting in person, it still was effective and a great opportunity for these kids. And it still got our message across. So, you know, I think that's, that's, that's what we have to remember. Even the things are different. The the outcome, we hope the outcome is the same.
0: And speaking of representative Ashby, he's a, uh, busier guy, uh, this time of every couple of years. And on the advocacy side of things, uh, this session is, um, now meeting in our great state of Texas, um, another very loaded front, but I admit I'm out of my depth a little bit on this, but I I always perk up when you talk about this at our different board meetings and other gatherings. But what's new on the Texas legislative front, because um not only with Representative Ashby, but I know there are a lot of topics that, that we have also advocated with and other youth on the tobacco side in the past. So I know that's a you take it and run with it, however however you want to go with that yeah. because I know there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, and
1: this is a part that's kind of near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. for Those that don't know, I was a political science major in college. So I'm a government nerd and I love anything having to do with the legislature. So um, I really enjoy this part of, of the work of the coalition. Our Texas legislature, they only meet every two years. Last legislative session, we had a group of youth that were very passionate about Tobacco 21 And that was really a priority for them. And we they they got that done. They met with many representatives and senators and got their information out there. And, um, luckily enough, or not luckily, I guess, with hard work, um, Mm -hmm. the Tobacco 21 legislation passed and uh, we were able to raise the the sale age of tobacco products from 18 to 21 so that that was one really big win for tobacco control um across the state so looking at this legislative session um of course you know the coalition we received grant funding from the state so we uh as an organization we we don't lobby we don't um You know, we don't go through through the halls of the Capitol and demand things of our legislators. What our role as an organization is, is is to provide information to our representatives and our legislators. So especially with our youth, we educate them on the issues that are important to them. Many of them came to us and said that e-cigarettes, that that was important to them, that they see that in their high schools. So we we give them the information, we educate them, and then then they are able to meet with their representative and pass on that information, that education, and then the representative can do with it what needs to be done. And this legislative session, because of the rise that we see in e-cigarette use among youth, um, a couple of priorities have have uh, come. Come to the top. One thing that we have noticed is that e-cigarettes are not classified as a tobacco product.
0: Amazing,
1: yeah. So although they have nicotine in them and um, are addictive, uh, just like any other, you know, cigarette or traditional tobacco product, they are not classified as a tobacco product. So because they are not classified as a tobacco product, they are not subject to the permit and licensing that tobacco stores have to have to go through. Mm-hmm. They are not on the list of places that would have official visits from the sheriff's office when they do tobacco stinks, if they're selling easy, if they only sell e-cigarettes and then also all of those products are not taxed as tobacco products. They are just sold at their, you know, regular price plus sales tax. We know that, taxing cigarette and tobacco products at a higher rate that that drives youth use down because anything that's more expensive puts it out of the reach of youth by reclassifying or not even re, just classifying e-cigarette products as tobacco products that is going to alter youth use it's going to drive it down because not only is it going to put it on the radar of permit and licensing. It's also going to bring in all of those vape shops that only sell e-cigarette type products. It's going to bring all of those in under the tobacco stings, the enforcement piece. And then it's also going to add that extra tax on all of those products, which is going to raise the price, which for adults is not going to make that big of a difference, Mm-mm. but for youth, it puts puts them at a higher price point that hopefully will put it out of reach for youth. So all of that to say, we were, our youth, when we explained all of that to our all-stars, they were able to take that information and pass it on to Representative Ashby. And he was very interested in the fact that e-cigarettes weren't classified as tobacco products. So that's something that he'll be able to take back to his colleagues and I know that there's, there's been a bill already uh, introduced in the Senate to classify those as uh, tobacco products. And I believe there, there's talk of one introduced one in the house, a companion bill in the house. So that'll be something that, you know, that, that Representative Ashby will be able to, to go in and, and he'll, he'll have that knowledge because our youth were able to talk to him, give him that information. And so he's already got. That background information. So he's got a leg up on all of his colleagues because Mm -hmm. he's he's got constituents that care and are passionate about it. And we're able to give him that information.
0: Another uh, chasing a rabbit. But remembering from legislative the last legislature, I guess, maybe it was even the one in uh, 2017. But powdered alcohol, you mentioned this at a previous meeting. Is is that door shut? Because I know we were involved with the uh, powdered alcohol bill as well.
1: Yeah, powdered alcohol is one of those. Um, it's it's an odd one. We've we've chased that for a couple of legislative sessions. And for those that don't don't know powdered alcohol is exactly what it sounds like. It is uh, alcohol in the form of a powder, uh, kind of like a crystal light packet that you would you um, would be flavored and you would dump it into a water bottle, shake it up, and then you would have an alcoholic drink. It is not a product that is sold right now in Texas. Last legislative session, we did have a, a bill that uh, was floated out there to regulate it. and then we did have one uh, to ban it uh, that was that was uh, introduced. No progress was made on either one of those. Okay. There is a manufacturer that we know of in Galveston, I believe, that would like to use powdered alcohol for for his product. And um, we're just right now we're we're kind of waiting. The coalition is waiting to get direction from the statewide coalition, which is Texans for Safe and Drug Free Youth. Um, we kind of are depending on them to to kind of take the lead on that and um, see, you know, which way we want to go on that. Obviously, another legislative you know, thing that we want to watch is marijuana legalization. We know that that's a hot topic across the U.S. Several states have legalized, and uh, that is not something that we want to see in Texas. I know many people believe that that's a a source of great revenue, good and easy revenue for a state. But uh, the lessons of Colorado and California should be uh, learned in that legalizing marijuana there is revenue but then that revenue you turn around and you spend it on increased accidents because of people driving under the influence increased youth use because the fact remains that when you legalize something that makes youth think it's okay so even if you legalize it and you say but but only 21 and up can use it that That doesn't matter because that's still, when you legalize it, you are sending a message to the youth of your state, this is an okay product. As public health professionals, we should be in the business of protecting our youth and keeping them away from products that that would keep them from being their best selves. And we know that marijuana is detrimental to youth. So that's another thing that's that's kind of on our radar right now uh, with this upcoming legislative session.
0: All right, two last quick hit questions. Want to get your honest reaction, your immediate reaction. What inspires you? What inspires me? Um,
1: justice. I, mm-hmm. I that's the word that comes to mind when I say. Um, what inspires me, I, I, I want to see that people are treated fairly and that people can be their best selves. And um, that's part of what's important to me in this work that we do here at the coalition, because um, I see, like, if you take, for example, tobacco, you know, I see that tobacco disparity disproportionately affects minorities and youth, and that that's not just. That's, that's not right. I see that in states that have legalized marijuana, that they push that marketing towards uh, youth, even though they say that they don't, and they push that marketing towards minority communities. And that—that's not just. So I think that's—that's that's what motivates me. I want a, I want a world that is just and right for my kids and for me to live in. So, that's—it's pretty moralistic, <laughs> highfalutin, I think, to say. But that—that is—that's what motivates me.
0: No, that's awesome answer. Uh, and lastly. Uh, As you know, as a devoted fan to the podcast, you know this has kind of been a a last question to some guests, but what do you think we've gotten better at at the coalition? Could be in your time – I mean, we've known each other, what, six, eight years, somewhere around there – but also where we could get better?
1: Well, I think just in the immediate past you know, six or eight months, we have done some amazing things with our branding. We have brought – all of our social media channels under one name at the coalition nine three six. We have, you know, you, you launched a podcast. We launched a YouTube channel. We have amazing, you know, branding with our website and our social media graphics and all of that. That didn't all just happen by accident, you know, um, well, I guess some of it maybe happened by accident, <laughs> but there was a concerted effort to have, a, yeah, right, <laughs> to have, um, you know, a push for branding, and I feel like we have we have done a great job at that. Something that we, I, I think, across the thirty-plus years of the coalition, that this probably could be said every year that we could get better at is, what what do they do? Mm-hmm. You know. It, <laughs> Just in the community, I think when when you say the coalition, if you say the drug free all stars, then people go, oh, yeah, I had a nephew that was in the program mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, I remember that when I was in high school. You know, they they will they sometimes know the coalition by the drug free all star program. But I, I would like people to know the coalition, you know, but just by the name alone. So uh, funny that that my answer is both branding as our, we've done great at, but then also branding what we could do
0: better at. (laughs) Can always improve. Can always improve. Yeah. Hey, thanks. You're awesome. Appreciate what you, what you do. And uh, we'll be talking to you, see you at the office. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's right. No. And I, I just appreciate what you do, JP, because uh, obviously, you know, we joke about it that maybe it happened on accident, but really (laughs) the podcast would never have come to fruition if it hadn't been something that you were passionate about because it would have just been a pipe dream for any of us to ever ever have launched and gotten off the ground. So kudos to you and um, thank you for having great ideas and great questions and um, being able to do it every month. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thanks to you all for tuning in. What a great chat with Sharon Truly, a great executive director. Reminder to refer someone you know to our free Project Quit resource, project-quit.org. Bonnie and company here at the office, of course, uh, continue to do an outstanding job. I heard Sharon mention uh, some of that in the early part of our talk there. But we have a Project Quit Facebook group as well as a reminder. But uh, if you just go to project-quit.org. That is the big thing, to fill out that form, and then we can contact you back, and then you can get into that Project Quit Facebook group too. But angelinacoalition.org has a Project Quit link, and there you can sign up for our next round of classes uh, that are are always circulating around. But any questions, you can call us, 936-634-9308. Have a great day or night, depending on when you're tuning in. God bless. We'll talk to you next time here on the Coalition 936 Podcast.